0: Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show, where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap between the spirit realm and the physical world, with Ani Avedisian, the Suburban Shaman, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism. Give it all a good hard shake and pour. Dress it with the olives of grace and empathy. Sit back, sip slowly, and contemplate the wonder of cosmic creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for yet another round of cocktails on this week's Metaphysical Martini, the show that tries to sort out what's true, what's woo, and what gets flushed down the loo in today's polarized, far too sanitized, in danger of being homogenized, lunatic asylum of a world. As always, we try to do this with as much grace and empathy as can be mustered on any given day we are not always successful, I'll admit that, but we are on a bound to give it our best shot. And on this show, the Metaphysical Martini Show, we do love shots. In fact, I'm going to have one right now. Excuse me. Oh, lovely. Absolutely yummy. So, our rally cry. What is it? It is, awaken, O my people. Do not follow the path of the sheeple and do not give our God cause to weeple. If you're joining us for the first time, we extend a very warm welcome to you. Our goal is to help we, the people, reclaim our minds from decades of perceptual engineering. We don't do politically correct on this show, by the way, because we see it as yet another social conditioning experiment by the establishment and it is designed to erode our intellect and make us all too fragile, too sensitive, too feeble-minded to engage in honest and frank discussion. We are, however, big fans of common decency, common courtesy, and our old friend who has been on vacation for ever so long, common sense. We have no investment in partisan affiliations because we know how the world works and we choose to put our energy elsewhere. On the rare occasion we support the contribution of one politician over another, it has nothing to do with whatever party they choose to party with. Because the two party system, it's a crock. Both parties are broken. The globalists have bought out all but a few politicians, and I cry in shame every four years as the once great and soon to be great again American people fall for the same old donkey and elephant farts masquerading as a breath of fresh air. We martini heads are vocal about our love for America and her sacred purpose, which is of course unity through diversity. Yes, my darlings, we are headed to the Golden Age, the brand new, wonderful, amazing Golden Age. But we have to wade through a massive amount of cow poo poo before we get to the golden part. So let's put on our Wellington boots and get on with it, shall we? We started this show to give self-aware Americans a voice. A war has been waged on our minds for some time now. The establishment has campaigned relentlessly to divide and to destroy this country. They have toyed with the minds of our young people, encouraging them to become ashamed of being Americans. What a thought. They have planted strange notions, planted even strange notions in their heads, leaving not much room for original thought forms. They've romanticized socialism in the same way the likes of Stalin did. Uh, You know, Stalin, remember him? You know, before he starved and murdered tens of millions of his people. The same people who willingly tore down statues for him, burned Bibles for him, and stomped all over anything not in accord with the new official socialist narrative. Propaganda. It's a marvelous thing, isn't it? Print up some soon-to-be-iconic posters and glorify martyrdom. Write a few stirring songs extolling the virtues of the motherland. And finally, tell the people who clean toilets uh, that they are now no longer toilet cleaners. They are proletariat hero toilet cleaner of the Soviet Socialist Republic. And bam. Massive psyops campaign, mass hypnosis of the nation. People are not really better off, but they have bought into the illusion that they are much, much better off. And I'm not slamming toilet cleaners, by the way. I clean my own toilet three times a week. That's what kind of person I am. Whether you call yourself a toilet cleaner or a janitor or a sanitation specialist or, you know, a latrine lady It's just an illusion. You're still doing the same job. All of a sudden, it's not like you're a hero because you are proletariat hero of the Soviet Socialist Republic. This is the games that they played with socialism, and they're playing it with our children now. Our spoilt, entitled, brat little children that we have running around these days all over town, causing mayhem and not knowing why. All that Stalinism, it's a bit like today. People walking around like zombies, under the illusion of this macaroni threat? Be vigilant, say the perceptual engineers posing as humans. Macaroni has reached pandemic proportions. Macaroni mayhem is around every corner. For the good of the nation, comply with our ridiculous, trivial, humiliating demands, and report anyone who steps out of line and dares to have an original thought. Attention, citizens, you will think only what you are told to think. You will insult, ridicule, and report anyone choosing not to comply because choice is bad. Choice implies free will. Choice implies sovereignty. Bah! We don't want you to have a choice. Uh, We don't want you to have a voice. Uh, You people, what's the matter with you? Put on your masks and shut up. By the way, if you don't shut up, we will insist you add wearing rose-tinted goggles to your macaroni-baloney threat perception program, what we in Deep State call MBTPP. And if that doesn't work, well, we have another plan. We will suggest wearing giant neon-colored dildos on your head, and that will frighten away the macaroni-baloney. But... This will only work if you take three steps back for each step forward and avoid white bread because only black bread matters and only do this every other Thursday, but only if you live in a state where the moss grows on the south side of the trees and only if that state has three or less Shari's Cafe in pie locations. But do not do this. If you listen to Barry White records between 1976 and 1989, as it might result in a spontaneous show of uncalled for passion, and with all those neon-coloured head dildos walking about all over town, things could get out of hand and into something else quite quickly. Should such an outbreak occur, citizens, quickly, quickly cover your head covering with a condom and rush home. Cover your entire body with saran wrap. Hunker down and wait for instructions, which will be transmitted to you through your new Comply or Die app. Be vigilant citizens, and be assured that everything we suggest is for your safety. Well, my darlings, you may think that all sounds pretty ridiculous, and it does, because it is. But it's no more ridiculous than what we're going through right now, here in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. I came to this country 30 years ago. I had my own reasons. America's sovereignty was definitely a big part of that reason. I'll tell you one thing I do know, and it really pisses me off to see what's going on right now. Americans do not acquiesce to censorship doesn't matter whether they're liberals or republicans or extreme left, extreme right or whatever. Americans do not acquiesce to censorship. Americans do not cower their heads in fear and comply with orders designed to humiliate and control them. Americans do not turn in their neighbors for engaging in the pursuit of life, liberty and happiness. Americans do not hijack peaceful protests, setting fire to federal buildings, attacking police officers, and defecating openly in the streets. What American patriots do is to continually evaluate and improve their country. They do not engage in its destruction. Well, did I sound a little angry there? I am so sorry. You know, I've been rather hot and bothered this week. It really is very difficult to sort of get up every single morning and regroup. And, you know, that's why we do the meditation and all of that. And we do regroup. But by gosh, it's zombie land out there. We're in freedom versus tyranny, light versus dark. So much confusion. I just have to vent a little bit, have a little drinky poo and vent just a little bit. And now I'm fine, you see, perfectly calm. So let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the main reason for this show. Quack. QAC. Questions, answers, and comments. Peeps, if you would like to share the contents of your fabulous minds on this fabulous show, send your emails to arnie at arnieaberdistian.com. If you prefer snail mail, send it to Cosmic Arnie, P.O. Box 714 wilsonville like the tennis racket oregon 97070 america the beautiful and please let us know if you would like to be identified because if you don't we will err on the side of caution and pretend you are nameless so let's have a little sip of our drinky poo because it's very hot here today in oregon not that i don't drink at other times but you know whatever our first question is from a lady, I presume, called Bonnie, who asks. Dear Annie, hello. Hello, Bonnie. I think you may be right about taking prepping seriously. Oh, do you think so, Bonnie? Thank you. What percentage of your survival pantry is made up of MREs? Oh, God. Bonnie, none. Zero, zilch, nada, vochinch. MREs are meant for physically fit men and women, usually military personnel, who march for miles each day with heavy backpacks and big guns. And that would be the only way you can move MREs through your bowels. For military personnel, MREs are a good way to get shelf-stable nutrients where organized meal service is not an option. For the rest of us, for us uh, soft civilians... I think MRE should only be used either as a short-term, very short-term measure or as a, God forbid, last resort measure. You know, the last thing you eat before you open the hatch and expose yourself to the radiation. But in my case, I would skip the MREs and I would just open the hatch and, you know, just open the hatch, get the med- you know, allow the radiation to take over, bypass the MRE. If you think MREs are a good idea, I'm not going to stop you, but I advise against it. What I would say to you, Bonnie, is buy a few sample packets and try them out before investing in the mega family pack, because, honey, you'll be glad you did. So thank you for the question. Happy prepping. Don't eat the lasagna. It's horrible. I won't go into details here, because I talk about prepping quite a bit in my blogs, etc., But I feel I should remind people um, new to prepping of just a couple of things. Number one, don't store foods you dislike. Food is a great morale booster when times are hard. If you hate sardines now, you're not going to like them any better when the lights are out and it's mayhem outside. And also, very important, remember you are not prepping out of fear. You are prepping because life is uncertain and it is the sensible thing to do at any time. A little book I could recommend. Um, it's called The Prepper's Long Term Survival Guide by a chap called Jim Cobb, C O B B. And it's a particularly new um, good book for the newbies because it's straight talking, it's to the point, what we call all killer, no filler, everything you need to know from water purification to how to hunt down and cook Godzilla. So, long-term survival guide for preppers by Jim Cobb. Go out and buy it and, you know, prep. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, another question? I think so. I think so. Let's take a look in the fishbowl. What have we mixed up today? Ah, oh, here's one. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this one is from... I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I'm so sorry. This one is from Nhat. It's spelled N-H-A-T. And Nhat says, I think that might be a Vietnamese name, if I'm not mistaken. So Nhat says, why do educated people living in first world countries such as America trust television news? In my country, we know it is all government propaganda. We joke about it and we laugh. Once we have heard the misrepresentation, we turn off the radio and move on to other things. Well, Nahat, I will answer your question as concisely as possible. And I think you gave us the answer in your question. Once you have heard the lie, the half-truth, the official narrative, whatever is the daily spin, you, in your country, turn off the radio and move on to other activities. Here's the problem in the West. If you hear something over and over again, well, we develop a sense of familiarity with it. And we tend to believe stories we are familiar with over those we are unfamiliar with. It is just basic psychology. We tend to believe something is true after being exposed to it multiple times. And there's even a name for it. I even do a class on it. It's called the illusory truth effect. Repetition is an immensely powerful tool. The more times we've heard something, the truer it seems. It's a sort of a cognitive shortcut our brains do. Our brains use less energy processing um, information they're already familiar with, you see. And I think they call this one processing fluency. The news over here, it's repeated over and over again, sometimes on the hour, every hour. And this is done not to keep us informed, not anymore. It was once, but not now. So if we hear the same thing, broadcast every hour, on the hour, with an update here or there, our brains break down finally and accept the information as true now it's familiar ah we have a frame of reference well you know it doesn't sound like it might not be true um there's an uh, an analogy they taught us at school you know if i went out and i said to someone the moon is made of cheese and you'd all laugh at me and go well that's ludicrous arnie that's ridiculous you're drinking far too much excuse me while i have a drink and i'll say to you look i insist the moon is made of cheese and you'll go oh don't be stupid But then if I say to you, I read somewhere that the crust of the moon, the surface of the moon, has the same density as English cheddar cheese. Well, I'm not saying the moon is made of cheese, but there's a frame of reference there. Do you see where I'm going? Perceptual engineers, they know this, they're good at it, and that's why they do this, and that's why advertising and propaganda are such powerful powerful tools. So advertising sells you a product or a service. Propaganda sells you a concept, a notion. It convinces us of the validity of a particular course. And of course, in addition to all that, there's something called a fire hose of propaganda. You know, you use the illusory truth effect and then all the other cognitive shortcuts. And then the perceptual engineers, they've identified these other four factors. And I think this research was done by people in the RAND Corporation quite a while ago. So these are the four factors that they add to all of that. The news comes at you high volume and on multi-channels. It's everywhere. The news is everywhere. On all the channels, all the time. News, news, news. And it's loud. It's delivered rapidly, continuously, repetitively. But wait and blah, 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 blah. It also has no commitment to objective reality. And it has no commitment to consistency. Think about it. Breaking news, blah, blah, blah. And while the news is still breaking, we are on to another exciting segment of even more breakable breaking news. None of which can be fact checked because it's still breaking. But we don't have to focus on that because here comes more exciting breaking news. So put the first set of breaking news on hold because you won't have time to fact check it because we're on to another exciting item. You get the picture? It's designed so that you cannot focus. We have large volumes of content shoved in our faces in the West, repeated over and over again on multiple channels, on news sites, videos, radio platforms, social media. God, social media, the great unwashed mind of social media. Then, of course, there's chat rooms and Lord knows how many other forums. And somewhere in all of that might be truth, a kernel of truth. But it's lost in the sheer volume of the information pollution. Now, here's something else to consider, I think. Somewhere in all this, deep down in our true knowing, a part of us has figured out that this is all cow poo poo. But somehow these perceptual engineers now have a foothold in our minds and somewhere along the line we became addicted to breaking news. And horror of horrors, because it is horrible, we have learnt to think of the news not as news, but as entertainment. And when you're being entertained, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Such clever mind games the engineers play with us. That's why people in first world countries believe the propaganda they hear on mainstream news. The only way for us to stop falling for this programming, honestly, is to turn it off. Don't have the news or any program on in the background just because you want background noise. Choose soothing music instead. And... Don't tune into the hourly news updates just to be entertained. If you're sitting there and you're bored, you'll see what's on the news. If you've already heard it at 12 o'clock, it's not really going to change much at 1 o'clock. And maybe if you read it at 5 o'clock, there'll be a change. You don't have to go every hour. If you want news, make a point to set time aside each day to seek out the news from whatever you consider to be a reliable news source And be aware, just be aware and just take it for granted. All news is biased. Alternative news is biased. News that tells you that news is biased is biased. All news is biased. Honourable journalism, that was a thing once, but it flew out the window the moment editors came up with the phrase, if it bleeds, it leads. Everyone has an agenda. Find out what the agenda is, research accordingly. That's the only way to disengage our minds from this relentless programming thank you nat because that uh Nahat, nat uh buddy um because you know, that's a great question a really great question and i appreciate it so let's all take a page out of nat's book and listen to the news once a day and then go off and do other things all right let's take another question in fact let's take another sip of this very interesting cocktail mm. I'm doing this for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is not for my benefit. It's for you. And cheers to you all. I raise my glass to you. Another question. This one is from Please Hide My Personal Details, <laughs> who says, Dear Ani? can you give us a behind the scenes update? The Gisland Maxwell story has gone quiet, but I feel a great unrest in the force. What is up? Obi-Wan, (laughs) Ani, should I have a bug-out plan ready to go? And just how many bottles of bourbon is too many for my prepper's pantry? Well, I will answer your last question first. There is no such thing as too many bottles of bourbon. Bourbon is one of the things that makes America great. And it is every patriot's duty to have several bottles on hand. If you find you have too many, my address is on my website. I'm quite fond of Angel's Envy. I also have a soft spot for Jefferson's Ocean. And I always have a bottle of Maker's Mark and uh, Basil Hayden on hand. And, of course, I'm always willing to experiment. So now let's get back to the rest of your question. Let's talk about things that go bump behind the scenes. Shislaan Maxwell, I think we may have talked about her quite a bit last time, Uh, a sociopath of the highest order and no doubt the feds have their brightest and best on her interrogation team because they have their hands full, she will try to take POTUS down, as as will all. You know, but like all the other attempts to unseat him, it will fail. I believe, truly, in the end, she will spill enough beans to refry the establishment. And it has already begun. But do we hear about it on mainstream bought and paid-for news? No, we do not. We do not hear about it because all the pedos and all the human traffickers, they're the ones who have all been paid off. But we will be hearing about it soon because it's going down right now. Even though it's not being reported, it's going down right now. However, my darlings, don't think for one moment that the establishment will just give up and walk away from this planet. They will fight to the last drop of their adrenochrome and rich blood. Huge potential there is for more than one event involving large numbers of military. I'll just say my intuitive hit and my intel from ETs from the other side and also actual boots on the ground. Um, and you won't be able to know which is which because it is a poo storm out there. So if the poo does hit the pavement, as I suspect it will, go home, lock your doors and wait for it to be over. For all I know, they may try holograms of alien invasions, or tell you that the water supply has been poisoned, or that killer rodents from the newly discovered anti-utopian underworld will invade our homes through our toilets, so we must flush regularly and keep the lid down. God only knows what they will come up with. Be alert, not fearful. Be alert. What else going down uh, behind the scenes? Well, you know the grid's going to go down intermittently. I mean, it's a strong possibility. We're already seeing it in certain parts of the country. Uh, preppers are not going to have a problem with this. If you rely heavily on frozen food, now would be the time to invest in a small generator while you can still buy them at an affordable price. The other thing, and I can't stress this, uh, well, I can. I'm stressing it now. There will be a surge in the macaroni cheese virus. And that's because they are going to be releasing more of the contagion into the air. It's not because we're resisting their unnecessary restrictive measures. Now, I understand this may be a bridge too far for some folks to handle, but at the very least, you can do is um, you know support the medical doctors who are coming out of the woodwork, uh, breaking their silence with regard uh, their silence with regard to cheap and effective treatments for this macaroni thing. You know, supporting these people can be as simple as praying for them just know that it's not because we're mingling it's because they've released more of it the best advice best advice i can give today our world is collapsing so that we may rebuild it on fair and equitable terms the entire system is corrupt and built on dark illusion so instead of running around like chickens with our heads cut off pointing our fingers at the people who have uh, told us, uh, you know, this and that, the other, pouting like toddlers with diaper rash, this would be a good time to contemplate the nature of our being. Do not give in to the fear and the falsehood. We have an opportunity here to bring light, the light of the entire cosmos, into our beautiful physical world, this beautiful planet, Mother Earth, Gaia. Let's not blow it by choosing the pettiness of our false ego over the magnificence of our divine spirit. That's pretty much all I have for behind the scenes. I want to thank Hide My Personal Details for that question. All right, let's take a look. Uh, do we have time for another question? Of course we do. This show is all about questions. So... We are awash with questions. We should probably do a bonus show just so we can catch up with questions. I should ask my producer about that later. So let's fit one more question if we can. And this is from Della. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's from Delia. And Delia says, Dear Annie with all the madness going on around us, is it sometimes – It is. Some, sorry, Delia, your handwriting on this little postcard is – um." Let me start again. Dear Annie. with all the madness going on around us, it is sometimes difficult to keep it together. I see friends crying from sheer frustration, some crying in fear, some just stuck like deer staring into the headlights. Others are angry. How do we help each other get through this theater of the bizarre? How do we help those who have no idea what is going on and do not want to know? People are frozen in fear. What can I do to help? Thank you, Delia, uh, for sending in that question and for fitting the whole thing onto this little tiny postcard. Yes, people are frozen in fear. And, you know, darling, we just we cannot reach people when they are frozen solid. The best thing we can do is do what we do with frozen food. We allow them to defrost. We give them the space to defrost slowly, to drain away the freeze and return to room temperature without shocking their systems back into whatever new reality they choose to experience. Send a love beam and let them defrost. You can help them, if appropriate, when they are thought. Now, for the peeps that are raging at you, just don't match that vibration. Walk away gently. Let them burn it off. You're not the target. You're simply within range. They don't even know who or what their target is. They're just mad, and they're scared. Walk away. Send a love beam and walk away. You can help them, if appropriate, when they have cooled down. And for the peeps you say are crying uncontrollably, well, I see a lot of that um, in my line of work, especially this last couple of months. Who can blame them? It's a lunatic asylum out there. Let them release their pressure valves with tears. That's one of the reasons our bodies need to cry. Let them cry it out. And then make them a cup of tea. Wrap them in a blanket. Give them a nice biscuit or cookie. Uh, a cheery word. It's okay, they cried. You know, we all, I want to cry. I want to cry right now, but I'm not going to. You can help them, if appropriate, when they are in a more balanced state of mind. So when people are experiencing strong emotions, I tend to take a back seat. Not every crisis requires an active intervention. Some do, for sure. But not all. We will all help each other as is appropriate, at the right time, in the right way. Check on your elderly and disabled neighbours, friends and family. Check on those who are compromised. Remind people with humour that media wants to sell papers, so I'm sure some of it must be exaggerated. Oh, come on, Auntie Doris. You know they just want to sell more papers. I'm sure a lot of it's bollocks. Don't argue with people in crisis. Don't make half-hearted attempts either to cheer them up by talking rubbish. Sometimes the best course of action is to smile and sit down and be quiet. The absolute best thing we can do for each other is to empower each other, steer each other away from a sense of victimhood, because that is what the establishment want, and nothing is more damaging to our sense of sovereignty than feeling that we are victims. So that's where the power is, because, my darlings, to live in fear and falsehood is worse than death. Delia, because you care for others, spirit will guide you to say the right words, to do the right thing and all at the right time. God bless you for caring. Release the sense of urgency. You'll know what's important and you'll do the right thing. All right, my darlings. Thanks to everyone who sent in those questions. We have so many more uh but, you know, we'll answer them another time. Keep sending them in, because if you don't, well, we'll have to think of something else to base this show on. And answering your questions, it gives me a reason to live. Yes, it does. So let me take a moment now to fill you in on upcoming events with Cosmic Ani, me. If you're interested in my work, my website has the scoop on all of that at aniavidician.com. The spelling is, uh, you know, somewhere on the YouTube thing. And if you feel like it, you can sign up for my provocative newsletter, Monday Messages. It comes out on the first Monday of each month. And like me, it's short, it's sweet and chock full of buttery goodness. If you don't want to sign up for it, I don't much care either way, actually. But it makes my tech person so incredibly happy. And I happen to be married to my tech person, so what's the harm? Just sign up for it and then, well, don't read it. Let's look at upcoming classes for August. I've got zero, nada, nothing, because I've got a bunch of private classes this month. Plus, I'm co-hosting a sold-out retreat with the magnificent Petra Nicole. So that's August in the bag. Let's move on to September. What am I doing in September? Well, it's my birthday on September the 1st. And if anyone's interested, I would like a fully loaded Subaru Outback with all the bells and whistles, preferably a pearlized white. Just FYI. What else is going on? Oh, yeah. September 13th. I have a Zoom class. All my classes are Zoom. Just I just don't know why I keep saying it. It's all Zoom. So September 13th, I have a class on paranormal activity. And that's going to be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. It's a 101 Primer Plus. And what that is... It's lots of good information and a few of my more colourful paranormal investigation stories. And boy, do I have a handful of those. So as much fun and phantasmagorical frolic as we can stuff into three hours. The cost is $30 per person, which is a deal, let me tell you. Details on the website, blah, blah. What else in September? Yes, September 26th, we will be holding our usual monthly Cosmic Conversation. But instead of confining ourselves to one subject and listening to me pontificate for two hours, we will have a spiritual salon format. And I'm going to giggle here if I, because I've written spiritual salmon format, but it's a spiritual salon format. Um, attendees will ask questions on any subject within the realms of metaphysics and spirituality, and I will attempt to answer. I love the salons because they're fun. You see, they're informal. They're a real hoot. Uh, you know, people love them because it's just just a good laugh. So the cost on that is 15 bucks per person. And as with all classes, these days it will be a Zoom event. Details on the website, blah, blah. And I'm sure I will be doing a bunch of stuff in October. I simply have no idea right now what it will be. But I will let you know as soon as I know. The times, they are changing so fast, I have no idea so there we are, and all my services are available via Zoom or Skype, as well as in person, because I am a person. And I think that's it for events and updates. Right, moving along. Where are we? Yes, now it's time for a sip of my drinky poo-poo. Mm. As you all know, I'm watching my weight. I've been watching it for a very long time, and nothing's really happened. I'm still fat, but I do confine my drinking to every other Wednesday for this show. Now, it's time for Tarot A Go-Go, a little what-the-heck with our favorite tarot deck. And this, by the way, is my popular request. When we finished our journey through the Major Arcana, we asked our listeners if they would like to continue with Tarot A Go-Go. Or pick another subject. You voted for tarot go-go with no requests or suggestions for another subject. So here we go-go! Today we will give a basic overview of the four suits that make up the minor arcana. The wands, the cups, the swords, and the pentacles. We'll start with wands. Wands are usually shown as full-length staves or rods. And they represent the element of fire. Ones correspond to the astrological signs Aries, Leo and Sagittarius, and I associate them with the season spring. When you look at the ones, they give off an air of enthusiasm, don't they? And energy, vitality. You're all inspired and you feel creative. I look at wands and I get a sense of the pioneering spirit, the adventurous person, the resourceful person, the enterprising person. In quite a few of the decks, the wands have buds on them, and that represents to me the spark of life, the spark of new ideas. A magic wand for manifesting, or a functional wand for directing. Wands are all about the direction of power, focused energies, ambition, growth. Take a chance on the game of life, why don't you? Come on, let's have some new adventures. Let's start a new venture. Let's do it with passion and spirit. Ones to me, brim with creativity and exhilaration. The creativity of thought forms behind a new business venture. Focused imagination. Now certainly, you can smack people over the head with a wand, and from time to time that may be necessary, and these days it's really tempting. But in general, wands are used for creation and not for concussion. Let's move on to the cups now. Cups. Ah, oh, you look at the cups and you feel all warm and fuzzy. Cups represent the element of water. They correspond to the astrological signs Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. I associate them with the season of summer, my favorite season. Give me more sun. I see this suit as a heart-based, emotion-based energy. You look at the cups and it's mm, sensitive, nurturing, loving, gentle, caring, oozing with compassion, empathy. Cup people are people concerned with the welfare of others, those who counsel others. I associate this suit with a psychic intuition and an artistic nature, and perhaps a little bit of sentimentality. I look through, you know, all the suit, and I see it's sort of moody, romantic feeling, relationships, affection... The desire for harmony, a happy home, happy relationships. Let's make things work. It has a certain feminine quality to it, doesn't it? It's a sort of feel good, hug a bug, hug a bug, almost squishy. Then we move on to swords. Now, woohoo, this has a very different feel to it. Now, swords, they correspond to the element of air, and they correspond to the astrological signs of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And I associate swords with the season autumn or fall, as we say here in the States. Not a touchy-feely suit, this one, is it? No. You can do some serious damage with a good sword. But blades can also be used to save lives, for example, in surgery. Swords have a very cool, calculated feel to them. This is a very mental feeling, a very intellectual Almost detached, a bit aloof. Swords they don't mess about. They want to get to the heart of the matter. Quickly cut and direct root to the core issue. Not really into intimacy. A little bit insensitive, perhaps. And the darker side of this suit, it can get pretty aggressive and spiteful and really malicious. But don't be put off. People, you know, they open their cards and they see swords and they go, oh, swords. Look, don't panic. If you have conflict and if you're, you know, you're up for a bit of a fight, if that's what's going to happen, you'll need a good sword. So don't be put off by them. There is a place and a use for all the suits. If important decisions need to be made, a sword will cut away the flotsam and help you channel your energies effectively. Reason and logic are underrated. They are, especially today. And waving a sword at someone makes sure they will sober up and use their rational mind. It's a bold card. There's a great deal of power in this suit, so use it wisely. And finally, we have pentacles. Pretty much everyone's favorite suit because it represents, among other things, money, money, money. Everybody loves a money. Pentacles represent the element of Earth. They correspond to the astrological signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And I associate pentacles with the winter season. So what sort of feeling do we get here? I mean, we all love looking at the shiny gold coins, don't we? So pentacles, they're resourceful, practical, efficient. Pentacles gets the job done. They'll plod along, leaving no stone unturned, until they gather all the information and finish the project to their satisfaction. Pentacles are reliable, they are sensible, they are honourable. They are studious and willing to learn. Now, this suit talks a great deal about prosperity, and prosperity is not necessarily a financial state of mind, I understand, but with pentacles, money is key. The acquisition the correct management of, the investment, all that good stuff. So for the most part, with pentacles, you will be dealing with material wealth and practical matters. And hey, there's nothing wrong with having a healthy bank account. So I've been told, I haven't had one for so long, I don't really remember what it's like. So, my darlings, if you're new to tarot, and you want to get to know your suits, Separate your deck into the four suits and spend a week or so with each one. Just hold them. Look at them. Explore them. Develop a familiarity with them. What does the symbolism on a card mean to you? What emotions, visions do they evoke and conjure? Let the characters on the cards introduce themselves to you. Chat with them. Make friends with them. In time... They may invite you into their homes. Yes, the homes on the card, on the picture. If that sounds a little weird to you, I'm going to have to ask you why. The entire cosmos of things was made by us in our divine state from no thing. Creative visualization is an essential skill set for the cosmic co-creator. And traveling with your tarot cards is a gentle, pleasing, enjoyable way of igniting the rainbow sparks of our imagination. Well, that's it for Tarot A Go-Go for this show. On our next show, we will discuss the aces on all four suits. Aces, the birth seed, the starting point of a new adventure. How exciting will that be? Very exciting, let me tell you. And now it's time for Annie to slow down with her drinking and to have a little sip. Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite cocktails, and I'll tell you all about it towards the end of the show. Mm. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all those who identify as whatever the heck you want to identify as, it's time for do 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 the wizard's gizzard, a little spiritual ritual that you can make habitual. Today's WizGiz is called conscious creation. Tips for humanoids who are lost in the void. So here are some points to ponder, my darlings. The whole world is in uproar today because we did not take the time to ponder the nature of cosmic creation and our role within it. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Now, if you think that's an easy question to answer, then ask it daily. Record your answer and update it monthly. Who am I? What am I doing here? And how am I doing so far? Your answers will change because life is a work in progress and change is evidence of growth. So, I have a few little notes here for you to ponder about A few little tips. And if you would like a copy of this, a proper copy of this, uh, just send me an email and I'll be happy to send you a PDF document. So, what's in my face every day? This is a big one because as humans, we tend to ignore the issues which cause us daily distress. We're all wonderful saving the world or, you know, helping our neighbor. Or whatever, saving somebody's dog. But cleaning up our own act? Ooh, we procrastinate. So ask yourself, what's in my face every day? And uh, why haven't I dealt with it yet? Now, take a breath. It's just a question. No one's asking you at this point to take action. We're just at the background investigation stage. So it's, um, relax. Once you identify the things that hold you up each day, it's 50% of the battle to reclaiming your mind. Then we ask ourselves, what would life look like or feel like if the above issue was resolved? Now, we're not asking you to take the steps right now. We're just saying, how would it feel if it was resolved? How would it feel? Would it feel good? Would it feel liberating? Is it worth pursuing? Is that really your issue? What we're getting at here is a little bit of self-honesty and trying to transcend our personality and merge it with our spirit. All of us have these belief systems that we're married to, really, And right now, in today's polarized world, oh, my God, a belief is a well-practiced vibration. We hear something over and over again. It weaves itself into our energy field. So we have to ask, who runs our mind? CNN, Fox, lobbyist propaganda, who, what? Comments teachers made during our formative years, tunnel vision medical practitioners, Who owns your mind? Who's taking up space in our minds? That's why we meditate and do deep breathing to clear our energy field daily and clear out those satellites of woe constantly orbiting our minds and our auras. A belief is a well practiced vibration. What is the primary vibration in your energy field? Does it reflect your spiritual roots, the unlimited and all-powerful cosmic space adventurer, forever one with source, eternally inspired to boldly go wherever the heck you please? Or is it something else? Is it all your self-sabotage? Is it everything your grandmother told you that you would never amount to? What is the primary vibration in your energy field? That's an interesting one. Let's remember that we chose to be here. It's our choice, our voice, our power. The worst thing any of us can do for ourselves is to feel victimized in any way. Because if we feel threatened by others, we haven't understood the interconnectedness of all life through the vibration of creation, which is what we call unconditional love. So we have to remember that only we can create our reality because our life experience is about our highest good. If we don't write the story of our own lives, we will become bit players in somebody else's life. And that is wasteful and boring. And when you die and you get to the other side, you'll go, oh, no, do I have to go through this again? Well, you don't. Whatever is for our highest good is everyone's highest good. How could it be any other way? We make contracts with other souls before we incarnate. And if we get off our paths, well, how will we find each other on this road of life? Be true to your path. Be true to your calling. It's not selfish. We've been trained that doing what we want, not just going out and rampaging, but just doing what we want, obeying our calling, is selfish on some level. We've been taught to martyr ourselves for others. Let me tell you that martyrdom is the highest manifestation of the false ego. We make decisions on the other side before we incarnate so that we can complement each other's experience. You don't have to sacrifice your dreams for someone else. That's martyrdom. That's not evolution. Also, the other thing is karma. We've been taught to believe that that's a limitation. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's simply a balancing act. One of the spiritual tenets that we have to reevaluate time and time again. We worry too much. Worry is not an expression of care. So let's reprogram that erroneous software, please. Why would you worry? You either believe that you are divine and the divine adores you, or you don't. And we didn't come down to earth to become an emotional beast of burden. We came to understand that suffering serves only one purpose, to realize how unnecessary it is. So we learned to go with the flow. We put too much stock in the words failure and loss. Life is an experience. It's a process. It's not solid. It's not permanent. In a realm where originality is discouraged, the mere act of trying should not be considered a failure. It should be a noteworthy achievement. On some level, you have achieved a certain amount of success. The law of attraction, there are so many books about it out there. Don't just read the book and nod your head. Many people read these books and they go, well, it doesn't really apply to me. It applies to everyone. That's why it's a universal law. Look, people, we're cosmic energy, we're radiant, we're a constant stream of unimaginable power flowing through us twenty-four-seven, all the time. This energy that created us adores us and is ready, willing, and able to give us everything we desire in the blink of an eye. So we have to ask ourselves, with all this conspiring in our favor, why the heck do we humans have so many problems? Another little thing that you want to add to your ritual is why are we always waiting for the environment to change before we think we can make changes? Because if we're waiting for the environment to change before we can make changes, we're going to wait a very long time. Our perception shifts. Everything changes. It is all perception. Look around you right now. They've got the whole world by the short and curlies with an illusion. You can change your perception. And you can change your illusion and your reality. Sweethearts, what can I tell you more than I've told you today? I think that you've got to understand that conscious creating in this day and age means owning our cosmic divine truth. There's no need to jump through hoops to discover the only part of us that is truly real. That's the eternal soul. We're all searching for our spirituality. We're searching for the God within. The only part of us that's real is the God within. Everything else is window dressing so you can have a personality and an experience on whatever realm you're on. And the answer to any question lies in how divine or cosmic you feel at any given time. Big picture first, always. We cannot make sense of matters cosmic and divine by examining life on earth as we have known it. Only by exploring our true nature will we find the light necessary to make sense of it all. And as we awaken in spirit we take a more proactive part in our collective evolution. By understanding and accepting that we are spiritual beings first and foremost, we create from truth on a solid foundation and follow the vibration of unconditional love. And we no longer have to spend years in therapy, peeling away layers of perceptual engineering because an awakened community cannot be misled. And that starts with soul sovereignty. It starts by looking in the mirror and going, Who the heck am I? What am I doing here? And hey, by the way, how am I doing? Don't live in a corrupt program that was designed for you to enslave you. You are divine light. The cosmic divine light exposes everything. It eradicates everything and it will leave us free to pursue life, liberty and happiness. The cosmic divine is our totality. So let us not be half-hearted in our efforts to create a better world. Well, my beautiful darlings, I think that's it for today's show. I've finished my drink, and that means the end of the show. Today's real-life cocktail was a classic blood and sand made with Pendleton Midnight whiskey. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Two ounces of Pendleton Midnight, three-quarters of an ounce of Cherry Hearing, which is a Danish cherry liqueur, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. And I use the very cheap and very good gallo sweet vermouth this time. One ounce of fresh squeezed orange juice. Got to be fresh. Got to be fresh. Shake the ingredients vigorously on ice. Strain and pour into a chilled cocktail glass and dress with some orange peel and a healthy version of a maraschino cherry for dressing. Do not use the traditional maraschino cherry, they are revolting and I'm sure they will kill you. Now remember folks, cocktails are great if they are an occasional treat. If you use top quality ingredients and take the art of mixology seriously, one drink, one drink is all you need. I'm Arnie Avedisian. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio to whom we are most grateful Until we meet again, let the spirit inhabit the human. You have been listening to The Metaphysical Martini Show with Ani Abadisian, the suburban shaman, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio.